when you first came and you entered my long, long hallways. It wasn't the size that surprised you. It was the fact that they were so dry and so clean that the rugs were still intact, uh, that even the dust had continued to be filtered out, though not all of it. And you walked up and down those hallways in amazement, uh, and I, I couldn't tell if you were happy or, or displeased. Uh, and then you found your way into the cavernous ride room with the giant uh, superstructure, and you could say that that room was uh, the size of an airplane hangar. And I guess you'd kind of be partially right. Uh, it's more like a gliding uh, simulator hangar. But still, you walked around every inch of the floor uh, over the first couple of days, just looking and and. And I couldn't help it. You know, my building was uh, more or less hermetically sealed. And uh, I guess we were well built uh, to keep things going for the guests. Uh, but then you seemed to grow more comfortable with the, the dry, clean conditions. And I thought it was funny you decided to sleep in the hall. I don't know if it was the carpet or the fact that you could get up against one of the walls. Uh, in my queue of all things, where people would stand and wait in long, long lines uh, for hours in my lines. And they would play games on what now were blank walls, uh, interactive uh, video games, they called them, or group games. But the walls were blank uh, because all of that was just a projection and I, I guess I didn't even realize it till you came how little signage I had that was not projections, and the projectors were off. Uh, I didn't know what worked and what didn't work. But none of that seemed to interest you. You seemed to be most interested in continuing your physical conditioning. And I guess I was perfect for that, because uh, you could run up and down the halls, uh, back and forth, uh, maintaining a nice uh, pace. And and then you could climb in my superstructure, climb up and climb down and swing from one side to the other. You know, the ride was kind of uh, stuck in place in, 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 the, uh, in the simulator mode, not in the loading mode. But that meant it gave you plenty of place. I, I thought, I said, is, is she having fun? Is she adventuring or is she just working? But you didn't seem particularly interested in what my ride was or what it was I did. You just seemed intent on getting stronger and getting good sleep. I enjoyed watching over you. It curled up against the wall of the queue. You know, sometimes you'd change spots. I never knew if, why you did that. If there was, I said, I don't think there's any drafts. Uh, uh, but maybe that was just uh, some sort of uh, ritual you had. 
But part of me did find it delightful that because there was no signage, you really had no idea what those guests were always waiting in line for. Now where you slept, uh, how they would stand and chit-chat. Some would play games on their phone. Uh, some would be distracted by their phones. Uh, some people would have uh, genuine conversations. A lot of planning went on, and then at some point the waits became long enough where they installed the uh, the, the, the queue games for them to play. But you had no idea what they were waiting for. Uh, you had no idea who I was, really. That all the guests were waiting for their chance to go gliding, or gliding, as the sign really said. And there you were, climbing up and down their gliders. Uh, and because uh, the screen, I guess, to you, I always thought it looked like the inside of an egg when I would hear guests uh, talking about eggs. Uh, I heard some guests describe it that way. But then I listened in more detail, and I said, maybe my screen does look like the inside of an egg. But there you were. Uh, conditioning yourself, climbing up and down my gliders, uh, thinking they were girders, but the gliders are held in place by girders, uh, stacked to three high, 60 feet up. Uh, and none of that seemed to phase you at all. But then there was that fateful day uh, when you kind of figured it out and you just plopped your butt right into the seat, uh, or maybe you had figured it out earlier, but you didn't have time to stop with your conditioning. But you sat in one of the seats of the top of the glider. You caught your breath, and the sweat trickled down your brow. And then you started playing with the seat belt. Uh, and it only took a few pulls till you got it uh, to work, and you got it, uh, and it clicked into place. And when it did, I saw your eyes react almost immediately as the belt across your lap uh, became secure. And because the ride was already in motion position, uh, the belt uh, was uh, secure. And I don't know if this is a moment you'll look back on and think that things changed for you. But I saw time slow down as I observed your face and your reaction. Because there you were, uh, with the belt across your lap, and you went through many reactions uh, that would have been natural, thinking, oh, how at first you pulled... And then you wiggled, but, uh, you know, your first efforts were more of a reaction, uh, more of a, okay, this isn't, this, this, uh, they called them seatbelts, by the way. I don't know if I mentioned that. I, I know you probably didn't. Maybe you did, though. It's a belt that goes across your seats. I guess it's a lap belt, and I think maybe that is what they call them. But here you were, uh. Uh, you know, I guess part of the ride at this point, you were latched in. And while it was only a few minutes, I know it was a trying few minutes on you. 
when you were just reacting to thinking you were stuck there. And I think it changed our relationship a bit, or maybe your relationship. Maybe it awakened something in you you hadn't been thinking about. But eventually you wriggled out. You said, oh, wait a second, if I just squeeze my hips back here, and you were able to reach above you, and, uh, you know, I guess like a twist and turn, whatever, they, what do they call that, your hips or your pelvis, uh, and you got the belt off, and you slowly squeezed out, and you're fine, but you wouldn't buckle the belt ever again, I know, I know that much, but it did get your attention, too, about me and who I was, uh, your heart was still beating after those moments of being uh, uh, stuck with the belt. And you even sat in the seat next to it, uh, and you looked accusingly at that belt. Uh, but then you really looked at the screen, and you looked at all of the seats uh, facing forward, facing the screen. And I guess you let your... Uh, your heart rate returned to normal. Those up about when you were sprint, just like when you were sprinting up and down the halls, uh, but a different uh, kind of fast beat, uh, a connection to something beyond uh, physical conditioning. I also think there was an element of uh, the sterility of me, uh, the fact that I hadn't been touched by the outside, but that I really it was empty. In a way, with no projections, it was just a simple, basic uh, thing. I don't think you you liked that either. Maybe that was something you noticed when you were sitting with the seatbelt across your lap. But I also think it was something you were feeling with me, my emptiness and my blankness. Uh, maybe something more ominous that you had held at bay because you had been alone for so long. I don't know if you had felt uh, alone before. And how would you even, I don't understand how you could even contextualize that, but somehow you did. Or maybe maybe I'm projecting, I don't know. Because all of it was just uh, flashing across your face. So it kind of made sense as you set out, uh, as you set out to figure out what my ride was, finally, I said, well, put aside the running and the conditioning, but you more scheduled it. Uh, and eventually you found uh, the projector room. And I guess the caretaker probably had less work uh, uh, because everything had access to the power, and you just had to slowly power it up and... Uh, uh, figure out the technology and and how to make the projector work. And then the ride didn't quite glide like it used to, but it, you got it gliding. And, you know, we had the two different ride movies. Continental Gliding was the new one, and that was the one you watched over and over again. You sat there and... Yeah, I felt, uh, you know, my motion was a little bit more jerky, uh, but, uh, you know, than it had been in the past. But gliding over the continents of the world, over the major uh, sites, uh, over natural beauty, constructed beauty, ancient beauty, 
and you know, nice stuff. I guess I don't have to say just beauty because some of it may have been majestic. Uh, some of it was unfathomable to you as you watched it over and over again. And all of the videos, uh, or all of the scenes, uh, you know, even though they were larger than life, they had the larger than life people there too. I mean, they were to scale, but they were there enjoying the sights, uh, usually in some sort of group of togetherness. Uh, I don't know if there was any video at all of just one person. I know on the Great Wall to China, there was uh, people walking and there was a little distance between them. But there was always more than one person. But at the same time, I think you noticed as you watched it over and over again that there was something unreal about it all, that these were actors and not real. But why would they wave at a, uh, you know, surreal camera or whatever was uh, flying over them at the, gli the gliding guests? And then... You watched it gliding over the West, uh, which covered the Western United States and was usually, I guess, initially designed just to be shown in the Western United States, but then it was shown in Florida and some other parks across uh, the world. Uh, but you saw more mountains and you know, more cities and more people canyons and rivers, more deserts, very structurally similar. I don't think my smellolator was working, so you didn't get to smell the orange groves or the desert or the sea spray. I think that is uh, nozzles had all dried up. But you sat there and you watched uh, that video over and over and over again. Just like with the first one, even quicker, you grew bored with it. Uh, you noticed uh, that it was uh, something, I don't know, you seem to enjoy it. Uh, but uh, I guess because it's predictable or maybe the people weren't real enough for you. Uh, and then you would play it for a little while while you exercised, while you climbed up and down the superstructure. And then you seem to kind of seem to grow cross with the videos and would go and shut them off. Uh, and then you would play them. I think the background noise was nice. You figured, figured out the projection, uh, yeah, thing pretty quickly as you looked through the ride. And, you know, some of them, the signs were just a, a simple projection, not a, pro, you know, a projector projecting a static image as opposed to a moving image. Uh, but you played with those and you examined those, uh, and you kind of grew bored quickly. Uh, but I, I don't know if it was growing on you. If you're, you while you were physically growing strong, I was like, is, is she growing soft, uh, sleeping on a carpeted floor? Uh, but then you explored deeper because, uh, and maybe this is why my building was so uh, airtight. Why, you know, 
the outside world hadn't crept in yet. Eventually it would, uh, but it would take a much longer time than the rest of the park. Uh, That was because below my ride was the uh, server room for all the other videos in the park. And eventually you found a hatch that led down there. And then there was the monitoring room. And... uh, the, the physical backups uh, they made of uh, uh, particular videos, because most of the servers, uh, though some were solid state, uh, they weren't functioning. But it, it took some time for you to figure out firing all that stuff up, and I'm sure the caretaker was busy making sure you had the power you needed. And you occupied your time figuring out what was this equipment, what did it do? And there was even a couple of video, live videos, uh, the cameras that actually were still working in the park. Uh, and you would see some alerts from that. Uh, but then you dug into the archives and then you started watching the archived videos, uh, at first, just seeming haphazardly grabbing things and and looking and and you know some some of the servers you were able to access and then digging into the physical backups and watching people and watching families and watching them just go through the park or days and days of. Uh, a video from our quaint downtown streets uh, and all the shops. Uh, and you are nothing if not creative, because then you said to yourself, I assume, uh, you put two and two together and were able to get those videos playing inside of me and gliding. And instead of gliding, it was just a... Uh, archived uh well at first it was just archived uh, video uh, from those cameras which is extremely tedious uh, to me Uh, but to you it made really nice uh, background and and i guess those were more real people there uh doing things uh but i guess you didn't realize that you were going through the archives in order and that one day you got to the archives and you set it up and you were going to, I guess you were going to do your little workout there and, and play it. Uh, but it was a day, uh, the first time in a long time if the park didn't open. Yeah, but the video still recorded the whole day with no guests. And then the next day, uh, there was no guests and the video played and no one was there. And then it was the third day with no guests, uh, and it had caught your attention and you were, uh, watching out of the corner of your eye and it seemed to be growing unhappy with it. Uh, and then on the fourth day, all the employees were there, the employees were back and, I don't think you were paying attention to those other videos very closely. 
but you could see something with the employees, like uh, there was a less of them than you had observed in the past, and that they seemed to be more in physical contact with one another, and their eye contact was, well, it was strained. It was much more uh, connected, and then they walked with one another and they went to their places and the park opened and there was guests there and and you you, you could tell there was something different about the guests uh, that something had changed in them and then like a little detective you stopped watching and you went back uh, and you went back to the days that the park was closed and you saw the occasional maintenance employee with a glum look on their face, and then you backed up to the day, and you hadn't noticed that the day before the park was closed, the park closed early. But then you watched all the guests being escorted out with looks on their face like when the belt clicked into place for you. And all leaving and, and kind of holding one another and looking uncertain. And then the employees kind of the same look after the park had emptied out, uh, uh, taking time with one another, loving one another, comforting one another. I thought that was interesting because I was mesmerized from a much different angle than you were. And you seemed to focus on the comforting that the co-workers were providing, that the families were providing. And then you went back and watched it again and watched the people return to the park and uh, how they were uh, different than the people that had been at the park just months before. They were much less casual, much more deliberate in, in how they treated one another in some sense of kindness, but backed up with something else. And they seem to be seeking that comfort, not only providing it and, like, uh, by giving comfort, giving it back, but seeking it in the workers and in the park itself, like uh, it was a refuge from an outside world. And, uh, you know, after a few days, uh, people kind of seemed to revert for a little while. Uh, back to kind of a uh, more casual attitude and the, the, the attendance of the park, uh, uh, slowly trickled back to normal. And of course, then the, 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 uh, the archives ended, but you were, uh, I don't know, there was something new in you and you started digging deeper into the physical archives and it was, a uh, it's strange that you came across this trove of what uh, I think the uh, the people in the control room called follow videos. And you started watching these follow videos because they had been assembled and edited together, I think. Uh, and they were archived for, uh, I guess, uh, they were holding these and it would follow... Uh, someone, and they would be doing something like going past a park boundary, and the videos would be watching them, and then 
eventually some of the park staff would say, hey, you're going to have to leave. You can't go back there. We're going to have to ask you to leave or whatever it was. Or, you know, people with their, their loved ones that had gone to the big farm within, you know, spreading them. You watched that. But most of the videos, most of the follow videos were children of various ages. Uh, you know, sometimes they were, they'd uh, gotten a little lost and they just needed help uh, reconnecting with their family. But the rest of them uh, were children taking things. Uh, and the camera would follow them, and it would start with them looking longingly and then looking around and then going from room to room. And it was a definite pattern, and it crossed all ages and all the children. I mean, not all the children of the park were doing it, of course, but all sorts of different children. And it was different things every time, too, an earring here, candy there. But most of the time, it was a stuffed animal or something they could hold. Uh, and you would watch them, and you'd watch, and, and you, you could figure it out just from their body language. And most of the videos had no sound. And you would see them, you know, take a little stuffed animal. Maybe it was small enough to, to slip into their pocket, and they would walk off and, you know... Most of the time, they let the parents pay for it. They'd go and uh, walk up to the children after they'd reunited with their parents and say, hey, by the way, uh, did you want to pay for that? And uh, the parents normally would react uh, with a little bit of embarrassment or a little bit of an upset. Uh, and sometimes they would buy the thing. Sometimes they would scold. Some parents would say, deflect things to the park staff. I guess that's why they kept all these videos archived. But you just kept watching, and I think you kept watching the beginnings again and again and again because it was like this thing they used to say, love at first sight. And I don't know if it was always about love, but you could see it on the child's face where the idea would erupt, uh, as they made eye contact so many times with these stuffed uh, uh, animals or uh, friends of the characters, I guess we would call them, uh, plushes. Uh, and you would watch the children's face and they would walk by and they'd have this undeniable connection uh that I guess we came more of a saying, I have to have this. Uh, and sometimes they would be very humorous, and even you would laugh at uh, the uh, uh, lack of foresight of the child, thinking they could just pick it up and walk away or sneeze and then run out the door or whatever. Uh, but I guess those cameras were everywhere for a reason. And I also remember you fixating on after they would have it, uh, that other, uh, set of looks, uh, they would have between their body and their face and their breathing and the tension of their muscles, uh, a relief, uh, comfort and also a thrill 
uh, driven by this forbidden thing they were doing. And you would watch that over and over again, too. And I said, what is she doing? And you would even project these up on the the gliding screen. And uh, I couldn't think anything funny, you know, but uh, lifting, I think they called it shoplifting. Not at the park, they didn't. Uh, but I think that's what they, the parents would say. How could you shoplift that? uh Friendly Frog, or whatever the character's name was. But what I didn't realize was it was awakening something else in you, because you started then looking at the cameras that were working in the park and trying to figure out where the cameras were and running them through diagnostics to see if you could get them started back up. And some of them actually did. Uh, I guess that was the... uh, uh, most hardened uh, electronics in the park. And you got the cameras working. And then you started observing the park. Uh, and it state places you had been and places you had yet to go. And I was like, is this the first time seeing this? What is she thinking? But then I realized you were trying to find... Uh, you hadn't been at the downtown shops uh so you're trying to find the cameras there because that's where so many of the children were, I guess they would say, tempted or more than tempted. You found the downtown shops and and then you found some of the other shops and you were looking and you were using the ca- cameras that were still operable with the zoom and the controllers, uh, looking in the shops uh you know, most of the things had gone or weathered away. I didn't realize what you were looking for, of course, until afterwards. Uh, I thought you were maybe seeing, was there any children do play? I said, doesn't she know that's the past? All those videos are the past. Does she know that? Uh, how I underestimated you, I guess. But yes, you watched the video, the live streams over and over. But I guess it was clear you were searching for something, not someone. And eventually something caught your eye. It wasn't at one of the main shops. It was at uh, it was at one of the biggest shops over in Science City. And you watched it. And I guess that shop was built well like I was. Uh, you kept an eye on it, uh, and you moved the camera, and you eventually got the camera to within the shop, within the store. I don't know what they call those. You know, I'm an attraction. I don't associate with your shops. I don't know a lot about them. But you looked inside, and then you ventured out, and you left a video playing the live stream up on my gliding screen, so I was able to watch you, uh, to follow you as you set out from me uh, one morning, and you headed out to cross it, and it was a lot of distance you needed to cover. But if you are one thing, it is uh, focused. Uh, so you set out across the property because you had to leave... Uh, the part of the park I was in and go across, uh, 
some of the undeveloped land. There's grass and down broken asphalt, and, you know, some of the road was still intact. Uh, it even made a physical map, uh, but I think the only map you needed was in your mind. And you walked, you, uh, you didn't seem interested in observing anything, whether it was, uh, drainage basins or, uh, signs or anything. You had a unitary focus, uh, to get uh, to Science City. And so you made your way into the park that contained Science City. And you went through the entr the same entrance you'd seen all those children uh, come in and out of. You'd seen all the guests leave uh, on the day we closed early. It, it didn't phase you. You didn't even stop to look around uh, the, the downtown shops. You headed right towards uh, Science City on your map and what you had seen on the videos and... You seem to just travel the line that the cameras were watching. Uh, and you trudged there. You rested at one point to eat the lunch you had uh, prepared for yourself. Uh, an egg and some leafy greens. Uh, and then you headed into Science City. You ignored all the attractions there. All my partners in Science City were ignored. You made your way to the shop in the back, uh, and it took a little while because the doors weren't uh, operating, and you had to really do some, uh, make some adjustments. I guess it was pretty, pretty, pretty strong. That's an understatement, but you used a chair as a lever, and I guess I was proud of you. I, I was uh, confused, and I guess I feel like we have a strange, distant relationship, the two of us. Uh, but you pried that door open, and you went into the shop, and you paused in the doorway. You looked around like you were a camera. And then you uh, laid eyes on it. Uh, why they had uh, these in uh, uh, the Science City shop, but... Uh, they had all of our main characters as little babies, uh, swaddled, or I guess they were more toddler age, uh, in swaddling. I guess for a child that would want a child. And they were very cute, and you made your way there. And there was a Serena the Swan, wrapped in swaddling clothes, uh, on a shelf, uh, or display, and you picked one up, and you looked right at the camera, and you smiled. Uh, and I said, I, 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 like, uh, I guess I smiled in some way. You cradled her in your arms, and you trudged all the way back to me. All the way back. It took you a full day back and forth, uh, with the roundabout way you needed to go. And then you walked right in my hallway and you curled up with Serena the Swan, the baby Serena the Swan, and you made her a little bed and you tucked her in and you talked to her. And I'll be honest, I rewatched the tapes uh, 
I watched your face, and I watched the love at first sight, even though you had clearly seen Serena the Swan, the baby swan, before. I watched you look at that display. I watched you sweep her up in your arms uh, and hold her. And I thought about all the uh, acts of comforting I'd seen. I said, oh, I thought about you when the belt crossed your lap and clicked into place and how you would have reacted differently if you had Serena the Swan cradled in your arms. And I watched as you got ready for bed. Uh, night after night, for the time you were with me, which wouldn't be much longer, uh, that Serena the Swan, you were giving her comfort every night and every day. And you would say, it's okay, Serena. You didn't know she was Serena. Or maybe you did. I, I That was always confusing. I couldn't he exactly always hear what you were saying to her, so I imagined you were calling her Serena. Say, I'm just going to climb these, uh, and you would show her your muscles, uh, and you say, it's okay, do you want to run with me, uh, Serena, and you would run up and down the hall, cradling her, and then you'd say, just watch me run now, and you would feed, and I forget, sometimes I forget you're a child too, uh, whatever it is we would call it nowadays, uh, and, uh, I'm so glad you had found uh, Serena. And I said, who is comforting whom here? Uh, but I think we both know the answer to that. And uh, I, I, I said, well, I guess that's why they made these little baby. And I was, I, I don't have, you know, I couldn't physically change the, the, the archives to watch any. I said, how many, like, was this the most popular item that was, uh, was taken was, uh, uh, swaddling uh, babies, but I think it was more, they weren't able to be slipped into the pockets. I think it was probably candy is the most popular thing. Uh, but uh, I guess uh, Serena stole your heart, and you, I guess you didn't steal her because uh, she's, uh, but I'm glad you have someone to comfort, and I know I'm not the most comforting ride, just a ride of projectors and metal and uh, sterile hallways. Uh, but I'm glad you found what you were needing. Uh, maybe, or maybe you found something else while you were here. And uh makes my heart feel like it's gliding. Uh, so rest there with Serena the Swan. You two... Snuggled up in a queue, uh, uh, cuddled and uh, sleeping well. Good night.